Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Cake Diaries. Today we're going to be talking a bit about business mindset and dealing with uncertainty, things like quitting your job and how to kind of process that and also taking criticism and just the general sacrifices that you might make to start your business and also the benefits. So I wanted to discuss this because I listened to another episode of Stephen Bartlett's podcast, which I think is just amazing for anyone considering starting a business. And I would highly, highly recommend it. And I watched the I watched it on YouTube, so that's why I'm saying I watched it because I feel like the YouTube version you get a bit of an insight. I like watching him talk just because he's very very motivational so I quite like watching the video version but you can I believe get it on Spotify as well so I watched his how to how he became um a three million dollar business owner basically and how he started that business and it was just very enlightening he's not necessarily telling you how to start a million dollar business he's giving you the fundamentals to start pretty much any business um I was talking to someone about this and they were saying well you know I'm how am I gonna make a million dollar business and I was saying that it's not necessarily about having a million dollar business like it seems more unrelatable when you think of it that way he is basically giving you the fundamentals for any business for to be successful and it's just that mindset that you need to be in in order to grow a business and um, help it develop without having it just sit at a standstill so that's what we're going to be talking about today so hopefully you enjoy that I wanted to quickly say a thank you to the 350 plus people that have listened to the podcast so far whether it's on YouTube or on Spotify I am extremely grateful um it's so nice to have people wanting to listen so I'm glad that you guys found this episode and the last one helpful just because I love making videos and podcasts is like another outlet for me so I'm hoping you guys are enjoying this as much as I am so also on that note um I wanted to quickly say that this is going to be coming out on YouTube on Monday and then it will come out on Sundays on Spotify so if you're wondering it will be I think 4 p.m on a Monday I'll have to confirm that um and then it will be roughly 6 to 8 p.m on a Sunday depending if it's all raring to go and that's going to be the regular rotor just because it would be too much to try and get it out both on the same day because it's you know a one-man band trying to sort it out for you and also a quick reminder because I am now starting to take requests for this I am going to be doing the kind of agony on cake dilemmas series so what I'm going to do is at the end or beginning of each podcast episode I'm going to be addressing all the dilemmas for that week so if you have any dilemmas that you want to submit this can be relating to business if you're unsure of anything it's not so much a question it's more so much a situation that you need advice on um, and it can be something that's gone wrong it can be just a general situation um, it can be customers if you're having difficulty with certain types of customers and it can all be anonymous so if you want to submit it anonymously then head over to my instagram which is sweet things by amy and submit your answer obviously i won't say your name when i read them out and you can just say i want to submit this for the podcast please can you include this and then i will give you my advice on it and how i would deal with that situation if you're not bothered about it being anonymous again i still won't be saying names but if you want to comment on the podcast episode which 
will be this one which is up on my youtube then you can comment down below your name will be visible to other people but when i read them out in the podcast you'll still be unnamed um so yeah you can go and comment it either on youtube or message me on instagram and then i'm going to be including them in each week's episode of the podcast so then i'll be giving you my advice on how to deal with those situations because i know that as new businesses it can be very difficult and also you don't necessarily know who to ask so i'm going to be that person if you want to ask anything feel free so we're going to get into the episode i'm going to start with little bit following on from the last episode and it's quitting your job i wanted to discuss this because it's definitely something that i went through and i think a lot of people will be in this dilemma and in this situation especially in the current climate that we're in with covid a lot of people are thinking about leaving their jobs but they're not sure so we're going to get right into it i hope you enjoy guys so quitting your job i wanted to discuss this a bit more because it can be so difficult and familiarity is comfortable that is why a lot of people stay in their job for years that's why most people say that you know I've been in my job for 25 years and it's not necessarily that they love it it's just familiar and it's easy like as it's not that you're necessarily lazy but if something is good and it works then you're less likely to change it unless you really hate your job to the point where you know, it's making you maybe medically ill, say, you know, you're not sleeping or overstressed. If you're just sort of living every day by day, then you're more likely to stay because if you were to say to someone, I don't want to stay here, they might make you feel like, well, you know, what's wrong with your job? And you say, well, there's nothing wrong with it. But if it's not something that challenges you to be one, a better person and to really, you know, meet your potential, then it still can be some it can still be a job that you don't necessarily want to be in, if that makes sense. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad job. It can just be that it's not testing you enough and you might get to 40 and you think, you know what, I haven't done what I wanted to do with my life and I'm a strong believer in that you shouldn't regret anything that you do. There are definitely things that I regret, but they're definitely not things that I had a wise decision in so you know sort of as an adult um you know you do stuff as a teenager that you might regret but as an adult I can definitely say that I don't regret any of the jobs that I've left I don't regret any of the decisions I've made because one they make you who you are and two they have brought me to where I am which at this point in my life I'm very very happy so I would definitely say that you want to think about one where you want to be in life even if you're in a comfortable job now and you're listening to this you might not want to be a baker that's completely fine but any kind of business that you want to pursue if you think to yourself you know what I'd like to do that then why not try you don't have to quit your job to try something new you can stay in your job and start a new business and have them both alongside each other it's it's not something that has to be all or nothing you don't have to give up everything that you've currently got to pursue that dream but you can do it alongside it and if it works it works if it doesn't then it doesn't and there's nothing wrong with that but if you have something that you want to pursue then do it because I'll get onto it soon but it will eat away at you and if you're anything like me I hate that feeling um as soon as something starts to eat away at me I think you know what I need to do it so that even if it goes badly I can say I've done it, I can say I've tried it and I don't have to think about it anymore. So in regards to quitting your job, 
Uncertainty is inevitable. It is something that comes with every decision that you make. If you're anything like me, I can tend to be a worrier. Um, If I'm comfortable, if I've got experience in something, then I'm definitely not uneasy. But even when it comes to some of my first cake orders, I would be so nervous about things that hadn't even happened yet. They're future dilemmas that haven't happened. And I'd be so worried. Like, I'd be worried that the cake would go wrong, that I'd drop it, that they wouldn't like it, that um, there would be anything wrong with it, basically. And I'd be worrying about this, and it hasn't happened. And I don't know what really changed, but it kind of in the new year, I don't know if it was anything to do with COVID, just kind of deciding that with so much uncertainty going on around me, that I was just gonna try and forget about it but now I make a cake and I'm not worried at all and I also don't worry until something goes wrong and even when things do go wrong I mean people might have seen it on any of my lives if something goes wrong I'm like right on to the next thing we're gonna resolve it I don't let it affect me and in all my other jobs I've let stress affect me but in this job I haven't and I think once you get to that point you can become comfortable in your job And that's a good thing. Whereas becoming comfortable in a job, say like an office job, which I've been in before, as soon as I got comfortable, one, I started making mistakes and they were little mistakes, but it just, you know, you don't want to be making mistakes anyway. And they were also stupid mistakes, things that I knew how to do. Um, And it was just because I had such a routine of this job and I was doing the same thing every day that I was just missing out steps whereas this job although I might do similar things on a day-to-day nine times out of ten I feel like I'm being tested and it's not tested in a way that I'm stressed it's just tested in a way that I'm constantly growing like every time I take on a cake order nine times out of ten there's something different and they've got a different element to them which I have to learn how to do and I manage to do it every single time and I have no issues and that is me adapting and not failing which obviously failure is inevitable as well but I'm managing to adapt without even having that failure so I'm growing and learning those skills without necessarily having to practice a lot which is something that is not normal for me like when I first started the cake business I was I had to do a lot of practice to get things whereas now I feel like I'm so aware of how to do things and I kind of know in my head that when I go to do it it just turns out great and one it's because I've got confidence in myself two I have done the research but I might not necessarily know exactly how to do something and it just shows you that you can pick up things really quickly I am personally a very quick learner and I like doing things to learn in all my office jobs I'd have to do something to learn I couldn't just read a manual and that uncertainty it can go away eventually and it's also something that you have to target like if you think about it every time you make any decision in your life whether it is to accept an invite to something um you know like if you're meeting new friends and they invite you out you're going to be a little bit nervous to go and do that but if you go and do it then you're going to be happier for it because it's an uncomfortable situation which you've done and then you've overcome it. The same works with business. You take the leap, start something, and even if it doesn't work out, you'll be glad that you tried it because it makes you a better person. 
I used to be horrible at public speaking and if you don't know about me I went volunteering for three months in Africa and I lived there with a family for three months and every single day I had to do public speaking in a school teaching bearing in mind I don't know the language which is very uncomfortable because you don't know what people are saying they could be talking about you they could be saying nice things but they could also be saying horrible things which is very nerve-wracking and you're also teaching a very important subject so you want to make sure that you're getting that across we were doing sexual reproductive health so it's very very important and I was so nervous to do this public speaking and I I always wanted to be a teacher as a kid but I never actually did it because I was too scared um but I was so nervous and by the end of those three months I can now go in and I would do business meetings and presentations and I would have no issues because it was nothing compared to those classrooms and that was something that made me so uncomfortable to the point where I was shaking and I would be stressed and not sleep and then a few months go by and it's something that I can do and I know it like the back of my hand and I have no issues. And that is was a very uncomfortable situation that was, it was a good skill hidden behind a uncomfortable decision. And I made the decision to do it and I couldn't get out of it once I was there. And now I'm so proud that I did it. But that is just an example to you that you can overcome things and that uncomfortable things can lead to very, very good skills that you'll learn in life. I like to know a lot of different things. And I like to be skilled in different areas because no matter what job you're in, it's very useful. But anything that makes you uncomfortable will be a good thing in the end. But you won't do anything in life if you feel a little bit uncomfortable and you think to yourself, I'm not going to do it because I'm uncomfortable. A lot of the time, that is something that will be good in the future. Obviously, if it is something dangerous, this is not necessarily business related, but if it's anything dangerous or like illegal, for example, then obviously don't do it. But I'm talking about like when you're making friends or when you're making business decisions or anything that will give you a new skill. So say, for example, teaching, um, any kind of new thing that you're trying a lot of the time, if it makes you uncomfortable, it will lead to something good. But everything that we do, we have to make a decision to do it. So if you restrict yourself by being the no person, then you're not going to do a lot. Whereas that's why they always say that you want to be a yes man, because that's how you'll learn new things. I think it's so important to really, really test yourself. And this goes on to what I did last year, which was quitting my job without knowing what is going on. I didn't know if my my business would be successful. I didn't know whether it was going to completely hit the floor and not go anywhere. And I realised that I have a real passion for it. I've always wanted to be my own boss. And you might find that too, depending on what kind of situation you're in. And I just found that I loved it and that even if this didn't work, I was going to make being my own boss work. So if this business doesn't work, I would expand it into new things and try and build it to a point where I can be my own boss because I did not want to go back to a normal job. Um, and it's definitely the best decision I've ever made. But like I say, it's so easy to choose the familiar thing because a lot of the time the familiar doesn't need hard work. And this resonates with that podcast because 
a lot of people don't like this and it can be offensive but hard work leads to success and a lot of the time laziness doesn't lead to success they are things that are commonly resonated with each other success is usually a byproduct of hard work you put in the time the practice the research and that usually pays off and it's very very rare that it doesn't whereas if you're lazy you don't research you don't put in the time to something a lot of the time it's going to be either a bad quality product whatever it is whether it's a business whether it's a new product whether it's say for example a youtube video if you don't put a lot of time into it the quality of that is not going to be very good but if you really work hard and try at something nine times out of ten it will pay off and if it doesn't then you can try something else and put that hard work into it but if you don't have that work ethic then you're not going to want to put the time into something it's just it's something that you you really have to try with any new business um it does take a lot of work and it's not going to happen straight away and that's why when you leave your job you also need to be aware that the money might not come in straight away it might be something that grows which is why it's really good to have something part-time if you can go down to part-time and then you can explore your business as much as possible and not have to worry about the wages but usually if your business is growing at the rate that it should be then you should at least be able to see the growth over the first few months and be able to assess whether it's something that's going to be successful or not but what you want to not mistake with hard work is burnout and this is something that I can definitely resonate to because I have a bit of an unhealthy relationship with burnout and I don't mind it. Um, obviously, it's not necessarily healthy. And I occasionally, depending on what situation I'm in, I wouldn't recommend it. But like most people say, you're not a follower of your own advice. Um, and although I wouldn't recommend it, there's going to be times where it might be inevitable. Things like where you've got a new product launch, you're going to be doing way more work than you would normally to prepare for that. And Burnout is basically where it's an unhealthy amount of hard work. So say, for example, a launch, you're going to be doing maybe 10 hour days, not sleeping as much, staying up late, getting up early in order to get the work done. And if you did that for months on end, it would be burnout because it's not maintainable. Whereas if you do it for, you know, say three weeks of a launch and then after that, you go back to being in a routine, having a set hours, not overworking yourself, then that's also fine. But it depends on the type of person you are. I like to replace, um, say, anxiety and boredom, I guess, with work. That's just like a coping mechanism. And for some people, it works. And a lot of people can resonate with this, that you like to put your time into that if you don't have anything else to fill it and I found like COVID for example I found work a very good coping mechanism for it and you can get to a point where it will reach burnout and you think to yourself I can't keep this up I need to take a break and then there's times where people might not find that they are that type of person um it really just depends on your personality but if you're aware of it then you can kind of monitor it but if you're the type of person where 
this is so common for like uni students for example where they'll reach burnout because they're doing so much hard work and studying in order to um, meet deadlines that they're not realizing how unhealthy it can be so do a bit more research on burnout um, if you do find that you're in that situation um, but like I say it can be difficult to avoid if you are in certain times of year where you've got launches or you're starting a new business so you've got that deadline to hit and say you've got exams or schoolwork anything like that it can be very difficult to avoid but just make sure that you're aware of it at least and then you can kind of monitor whether it's getting to a point where it's going to be burnout and your hard work is no longer hard work because burnout can be where your hard work turns to be non-productive so it means that even though you're doing all these hours of hard work because you're not rested and your mind is put on a strain your work can be unproductive and say you put that's why they always say when you're studying I remember when I was studying my accountancy they used to say do an hour every few days of studying rather than loads of hours every night and I used to be that person that would do loads of hours every night because I would get obsessed with it and then there'd be other people who can do an hour every other day and they're getting the same knowledge that I'm getting but because they're rested and they're they're not stressed and they've got a routine in place they can sit there and they can learn the syllabus and take it in within that short space of time. So yeah, it really just depends what situation you're in, but you want to try and avoid it because it isn't productive. So the next thing I want to talk about is uncertainty, um, which relates to quitting your job, but also just life in general. Um, and things that are draining will ultimately tire you out to the point where you dislike it um, whether it's a job whether it's a relationship a friendship um, a hobby anything that you're doing as soon as it becomes draining you can resent it you can um, not put your all into it I definitely know that in one of my last jobs where I disliked the job um, it got to a point where I just resented the people that I worked with and also um I wasn't like that nice of a person to be around and I'd get the work done um, because I had to but I wasn't using my time that effectively and you also you can resent the people um, whether it's a relationship or a job and if you're unhappy in something then that can just lead down a downward spiral of that and that's when you know that you need to get out of it. Um, and that's when I actually went vol volunteering abroad and I absolutely loved that experience and then when I came back I was so lost as to where I should be in life that I was just kind of hovering in an in-between it was quite a weird feeling I, I want to do an episode on it in more detail but I was so uncertain of what I wanted to do and I felt so lost because everyone else that went volunteering knew what they were coming back to and I had no idea. Um, a lot of them are uni students, so they knew where they was going in life. Um, you know, they had taken a couple of months off from uni or they were um, they'd finished uni and then they were going back. But it just depends what kind of situation you're in. So I'll do another episode on that in more detail. But if you can deal with uncertainty and make it a positive, then it will help you in the long run. So making that uncomfortable decision 
out of an uncertain situation, say like a job that you don't like, if you make the decision to change that, then you will be a lot happier. But if you dislike your job and you stay in it, it's just going to be a downward spiral into disliking your job. And you also then get to a point where you're trying to find ways to enjoy it without actually changing your job. For example, a lot of people will go on holidays or go on days out and it's not because they want to go on the day out, but they're they want an escape and people say you know I need a holiday from my job and what this podcast that I was listening to Stephen Bartlett's was saying is you shouldn't need a holiday from your job um you can have a holiday that's perfectly fine but you shouldn't be using the holiday as an excuse to get away it should be you know I I just want to go and go on holiday I want to I want to relax not because you're you hate your job so much you know um it shouldn't be that much of an escape and also the problem is with that is you're going to go on this holiday you're going to have an amazing time on your holiday and then as soon as you get back to reality you're hit with the harsh truth that you're back in the same situation that you were in two weeks before you went on holiday um and it's just a never-ending cycle of that you go on holiday to escape and then you come back and you're still in that same job that holiday has ended and now you've got to wait six months for your next one. Um, I just think if you're unhappy in a job, change it while you can. Um, I think COVID has taught a lot of people that you either like your job or you don't. A lot of people have taken COVID as an opportunity to leave their jobs. And I think a lot of people have realised that they don't actually like their job as much as they do because I was definitely guilty of this. But sometimes where you're in a workplace actually working in an office rather than from home you can get so comfortable with the people that you work with and they are the reason that you stay I'm definitely guilty of this every job that I've been in I've liked the people but not necessarily the job and that's what made me stay and as soon as Covid hit and you're not seeing those people every day then you realise actually it's really difficult without those people to actually want to get up in the morning and do my job. And I think a lot of people have found that from COVID and that's why a lot of people have left because they've realised I hate my job and the people that actually made it bearable, I don't get to see anymore. And they thought, why not change it? But also COVID, I think, will make people have the decision when we get out of the situation that we're in a bit further along maybe because we're only just coming out of lockdown and restrictions are easing but I think when things are fully eased you'll find a lot of people leaving their jobs because there will be other jobs available whereas the past year no one's been recruiting so a lot of people have been staying in their jobs or quitting and starting businesses but those people that just want to leave their job I think will get to the point where in you know the end of this year they'll be thinking right now I'm gonna leave because there's new jobs available and I have the opportunity to and if you're one of those people that's thinking about it I'd say do it because honestly life is too short to be in a job that you hate just for the money or for the people that you work with and also you don't owe anyone anything like that's one thing that I've learned when you're thinking about leaving your job it's funny how when you are thinking about it, you feel so bad for the people that you're going to be leaving. And then as soon as you even mention you're leaving or that you're thinking about it before you've even handed your notice in, the mood can completely change. And those people that you thought 
and you felt bad for leaving you were thinking you know oh, I don't want them to have more work to do I don't want to leave them hanging with not without an employee and then as soon as you hand in your notice they are not your friend the people that you stayed in a job for might not necessarily have your back um there will be some situations where they do but quite a lot of the time as soon as you tell someone that you're leaving that situation can flip so you have to be careful that you're not staying in a job for the sake of people that don't have your best interests um because i think it's so common for people to stay in a job because they're they don't want to leave and upset anyone whereas if it was the other way round if your manager wanted a new job and they said, you know what, I'm going to stay because Amy wants me to stay, that wouldn't happen. They would just leave. But as soon as you want to leave, you've got that uncertainty of, am I going to be leaving anyone behind? Am I going to be, you know, um, messing anyone's lives up by leaving and, like, making their lives harder? And you've just got to put yourself first. Like, you have to be selfish in that situation because they're not paying your bills they're also not going to make you happy necessarily unless they're a friend from work but if it's for the sake of a manager or a senior member of staff like they're not the person that you need to be worrying about you have to worry about yourself um and you have to go for the things you want in life um and if you don't then you're going to regret it um there's some people that can deal with that, but I definitely can't. Um, you can either think about the things that you want and let them sort of eat you up, or you can get out there and do them and then cross them off your list and move on to the next thing. Yeah, I just, I'm one of those people where if I think about something long enough, then I can't get it out of my head. Um, some people can think about something and put it behind them and say, you know what, I'm not doing that and get over it. Um, but I'm not one of those people. Um, if I think about doing something long enough, I can't get it out of my head and I have to do it. And that's what I did when I left my last job. I started thinking about starting this business. And as soon as I started it and I was getting some interest, it got to the point where I was like, right, I've had this business going a couple of weeks. It's going really well. I thought about leaving my job and then all of a sudden it was done and I'd already handed in my notice and I had left, you know, um, because I just kept on thinking about leaving. Every day I was thinking, you know what, do I hand in my notice today? Do I hand it in tomorrow? Do I hand it in in a week? And it was just going round and round in my head and I was thinking, you know what, even though I am so nervous to do this, it is probably going to be the best decision that I've ever made and it is. Um, I think whatever decision you're making, whether it's to stay in a job, whether it's to start a business, whether it's to move to a new job, um, it will be something that one, you can go back on or that you won't regret. If it's something that's unsuccessful, whether it's starting a business or moving to a different job, there is the opportunity to redo that. Like if you move to a different firm and you decide, you know what, this isn't as great as I thought it was going to be, then you can start looking for another job. Um, but if you didn't do that, then you wouldn't be able to have that regret or that satisfaction that it might have worked out or might have not. Um, you'll just be in the unknown and you won't know whether it would have been a good decision or not. So 
I think uncertainty can work both ways. You can be uncertain that something is going to go wrong or right, or you can be uncertain as to whether you'll regret not doing it. And yeah, I'm one of those people that can't handle that. So I always have to try something even if it's not going to work out. So I think it's really important to... That's why I did that video on taking the leap to start a business because it is a scary thing, but it's just so important to try things because you only have one life. And as cliche as that sounds, it's very, very true. And if you regret something, you might get to a point in your life where you're no longer able to try that thing. Um, If it is a job, especially, um, you might get to a point in your life where you know, you've got kids and you think to yourself, well, you know, I'm, I've am i been in this job for ages, I don't know whether I can leave now. Whereas I maybe wished that I'd left when I thought about it years ago. So I definitely, if you're thinking about it, explore your options. And if you can do it, then do it because I don't think you'll regret it. But like I say, the longer you think about something, the more likely it is to just eat you up inside and then you'll end up wanting to do it anyway, but you might not be able to by the time you actually think about doing it. So like for me, I was able to leave my job, I was able to start a business, but if I had waited any longer, then it might have been a bit more difficult. So that is on dealing with uncertainty. So I wanted to talk about a bit in regards to running a business and the business mindset that you need to have. So I will be doing, I think maybe a YouTube video on this, we'll see. Um, It will be slightly different, but I wanted to just talk about it in this episode um, in regards to the mindset that you'll have maybe when you're leaving a business and then you want to start a new one. It's just things to consider before you leave um, because I think it's relevant in terms of If you're thinking about quitting a job to start a business, this is some of the sacrifices that you might have to make, but also some of the benefits that you'll get from it. And spoiler, the benefits is usually higher um, and they're more weighty, if that makes sense. So a lot of people say that there might be more cons to something, but they're not things that are as impactful. Um, You know, they're little things that you can get over, whereas the pros might be lesser but they're more weighty in terms of um, how much they're worth and how much they affect you. Um, So it's definitely something to consider. And we're also going to talk about the mindset because, again, if you think to yourself, right, I am not ready for that, I'm not in that headspace, then it might not work out. So these are just things to consider. So in terms of running a business, these are a few things that I... These are just general comments, but for example, doing it for yourself, um, this relates to all of your decision making, leaving your job, or even just if you're not leaving a job, even if you're, say you're a stay at home person and you want to start a new job and you haven't maybe worked in a while and you're thinking of starting a business, these are things that you want to consider. And doing it for yourself is so important because no one else is inside your head and like I say when you think about doing things and they eat you up no one else can relieve that feeling of wanting to do something and never doing it and then regretting it no one else can relieve that for you you need to do it for yourself and if you think about doing something and you want to be a successful person if you don't 
go out there and get it, then it's not going to be... No one else can give you that success, if that makes sense. So you can feed off of other people's success, but if you haven't necessarily earned it yourself, then it can be not as worthy. I definitely feel like this. Like when I started my business, although someone else can help you do it and they might want you to do something no matter what it is in life if you're not doing it for yourself one the passion won't be there two it's not necessarily self-made um because you're doing it on behalf of someone else and you want to be individual and if you're not doing it for yourself then why do it because no one else can you can be made happy by other people but you're still making the decision in your head to take that happiness and sort of feed on it and be a happier person and a positive person like you still have to be happy in yourself and if you're starting a business for any other reason than the fact that you want to do it then you're just not gonna be happy um you know like if you're seeking approval from other people all the time you're going to be so worried about what they think that you're not going to make decisions for yourself and when you're running a business especially it's so important to do things for yourself because if you're the CEO and you're the sort of manager of it then you need to be the number one that knows what they want from it that is achieving those goals and making the most of that business it's so important to do it for yourself and not for anyone else so in regards to this, um, I feel like this slightly leads on, but when you're doing things for the sake of um, approval from other people, it's not necessarily something that we're built to deal with. Um, I think criticism is something we're used to, maybe um, in small doses, but nowadays because you're open to so many different sources of criticism, things like social media and just having lots of friends around you and family, there's so many sources of criticism which can affect a person. And we're not used to that. We're used to, you know, maybe a few people around us giving their views on a situation, but we're not built to have, you know, potentially millions of people on the internet able to say stuff about your business, about yourself and you as a person and this is one thing that as a business you really need to learn is to be able to take criticism it's so important um as soon as you let something affect you to the point where it makes you not want to do something then you're going to really struggle to be successful because as a business the bigger you get the more open you are to criticism because you the more followers you have the more um customers you have and the more likely someone will want to take you down um any successful person or business is inevitably open them opening themselves up to criticism but also just people that don't like them like sometimes there are people out there that just don't like you um they don't have a reason but they just don't like you that is that is a way of life unfortunately and you know I get it on YouTube, like you might get hate comments and I just ignore them, but some people get really affected by them and you have to learn, you have to be able to learn to take that criticism because when you're starting a business, especially a new business, 
there can be people that don't like it there can be people that don't like the way you're running it or your products and as long as you believe in yourself this relates back to doing it for yourself as long as you believe in your products or your services or your business model whatever it is you're doing then as long as you believe in it and you have confidence in it and you don't let other people affect it then it can be successful because you're gonna get people that don't like things you're gonna get people that love it um that's why people get good and bad reviews because sometimes it's not even to do with your product being bad sometimes people just have bad things to say for no reason and you have to be able to take that and some situations you have to be able to learn from it if it is a genuine um sort of bad review or bad comment but there are certain situations where it's not even your fault and you get a bad review or bad feedback or just criticism on anything um and it won't even be backed up sometimes it's not it's not justified and a lot of people find that difficult to deal with you have to have thick skin um i think this is relevant for anyone starting a business because you will get bad reviews it's inevitable um i can touch wood and say that i've had one um and i can also justify that it was the latter of the opinions um you know they they didn't like something i made and i've got hundreds of reviews telling me that that same product is amazing and i thought you know what that's one person that didn't like it you can't please everyone and i really took that to heart um and now i've learned from it and realized that you can't please everyone you can't always have green ticks um you know like there are going to be people that don't like things that you do and that's just life um but yeah you just have to learn to deal with it and move on and that's it you put it to bed um and that's it so that's definitely one thing that I learn the harsh way and like I say I I said it earlier in the podcast but I used to be such a warrior and this goes with that when I got that bad review I couldn't sleep because I was so worried about it and then I realized you know what I'm a positive person I'm gonna snap out of it and I'm gonna just get over it and put it to bed and now I'm probably like six to eight months on and I've completely sort of dealt with it and forgotten about it and I haven't had a bad review since I didn't let it affect me I got on with my day after I received it and yeah now I try just not to think about it and I don't worry about what people are going to say I just I do me and if things don't work out then they don't work out and if they do then that's great um in regards to some of the sacrifices and benefits of running a business um I just wanted to talk about these because like I say there's some things that they are the I think it's the latter is the term where they're they're the worser consequence um of a situation but they also might not affect you that much um so they might seem bad but they might not necessarily affect you. So in regards to personal, things like running a business, depending how big it gets, obviously if you want something that is fairly small, then these might not affect you. But if you're looking to grow your business in something into something potentially, um, you know, a big business, which I mean, I hope that mine would get to that point and I could expand it even more. And things like this will be affected. So 
for example, time for friends and relationships, that is something that can be strongly affected by a business. This goes hand in hand with um, the amount of time that you want to spend on your business because some people are very good at setting hours and if you use it as a coping mechanism like me, then sometimes your free time is business. Um, It's just inevitable that you'll end up spending your time that you do have free on your business, even if it's not your particular working hours. And you can either find a work-life balance or you can just deal with it. Um, It really depends. I try and uh, allow time for things. So like, say, if we're having a family barbecue, then I'll try to make sure that I'm not doing any business related stuff during that because obviously then it does take away from that social time um but then sometimes it's inevitable and it can't be changed so say like if I have an order that has to be done um but just try and make as much time for social situations because it does keep you sane um but if you are wanting to make your business into something big and successful then sometimes the first year of that business is gonna be all business no social life it's the same as when people are studying at uni some of them can have the social life and party and some of them need to knuckle down and get the good grades and then they can party afterwards so it just depends on one your work ethic and how productive you are and also where you want the business to be. Um, the next thing is time for yourself. This is something that is always referred to as pamper time and nothing else. Um, and I think it's important to realise that sometimes self-care can also be work or um, time that is not necessarily working, but kind of brainstorming so self-care isn't necessarily you know hot baths face masks that kind of thing it can just be things as simple as um you know sitting on social media doing the tedious tasks that are work because things like like for me I would say self-care is YouTube even though other people would consider that a job and work because it's paid um I don't see it as work and it's also not something that I find strenuous. So some people would see that as not self-care. But for me, it's something that is therapeutic to me. The same goes for exercise. Some people might see that as work. But that is my form of self-care. Exercise and YouTube. Um, and anything, obviously, social. But yeah, social... So self-care doesn't necessarily have to be this like glamorous pamper that is a set time every day you know it can literally it can be 30 minutes of self-care or it can be two hours it's it's not something that has to be routine and religious it can be whenever you get time um and it can be as simple as watching an episode of netflix or you know going for a run self-care is in so many different forms um it shows in so many different forms and like it can be represented by different things but it doesn't necessarily need to be an all or nothing self-care where it's you and only you you know self-care can also be when you're around people or when you're still doing something that might be considered work to others but to you it's not so as long as it's something that is 
stress-free, then I would consider it self-care. Um, but yeah, I mean, especially for someone like I find that I spend a lot of my free time working. Um, and if you find that you're like that, then you can try and find a form of self-care which doesn't feel like work because I would consider that to still be self-care. Um, and then as soon as it starts feeling like work, then it's no longer self-care. But like I say, for me, YouTube for some people would be work because it takes a lot of time. But for me, that is my self-care and my like therapeuticness, I find, from YouTube. So it just depends on what your outlets are. Um, but there's plenty of different things that you can use as an outlet for self-care. And I think it's very important because no matter what you're doing, as long as you are able to take a step back from work and enjoy yourself um, and relax, like I say, no matter what you're doing, then you'll be able to have that healthy work-life relationship. Um, the sacrifice also depends on your work ethic. Like I say, if you have a work ethic where you do a lot of hours, then there'll be more of a sacrifice. If you are a very easygoing person that is able to have set work hours and you don't go over that at all then you're going to have less of a sacrifice because you're going to have more free time um, whether that's family time whether that's personal time so it really does depend on your work ethic how much time is required by the business and also your personal discipline I think the professional um benefits and sacrifices so money is one of them which is a benefit usually um because starting your own business you might find that it is very beneficial money wise it grows it makes money profit um you can put that back into the business and continue to grow it another benefit is business growth um turning it into something that you're proud of and that you've put a lot of time in and you reap the rewards of that the this is kind of a half and half, I would say, in terms of sacrifice, like pros and cons, is becoming higher profile um, because there's some people that are considered celebrities, even though they might be in something which would not necessarily be considered a typical celebrity lifestyle. Things like influencers are now considered celebrities, which I would also agree with. Um, but some people would say they're not a usual celebrity because they're not a film star or a musician. And you can still be on the same wavelength as a typical celebrity by being in those roles. And some people find themselves starting a business and becoming an influencer of sorts. And then they in turn are a higher profile person and that might be a sacrifice to them, but it might also be a benefit. It really just depends on your personality, whether you wanted that um whether it was something you expected some people don't expect it at all and whether it's something that you can deal with and that you're happy with again like I say some people that's not what they asked for and they struggle to deal with it so it would be considered a sacrifice it might affect your relationships your friendships and then some people will reap the benefits and they will enjoy having that higher profile it really just depends on you as a person um working more as a professional sacrifice because depending on like I say your work ethic you might be doing very long hours to make the business successful so it just depends on how you deal with that um, and following on from that it just depends on what you want from the business because depending on what you want from it will be how much work and time you put in and how many sacrifices you make for that business 
So it just depends on what you want. Um, in regards to consistency um, and running your business, consistency is key. It is the typical um, you know, phrase that everyone says. The more consistent you are, the more time you'll put into something and the more benefits you'll get. And it is true. The more time and consistency you put into something, typically the better you'll get. It goes with anything. That's why everyone says practice makes perfect because the more time you put into something, typically the better you'll get. And the less time you put in, the more likely you are to not necessarily fail, but just not succeed or um, not have anything come from it. And typically... In regards to consistency, this goes with failures as well. So like you want to be consistent in doing things. So whether that is things that are successful or things that are failures, if something is a failure, then you can be consistent by building on that and learning from it and making it into something that is no longer a failure, making it into something that has been recovered and become successful um and you also want to take responsibility for things that go wrong and then work on them like i say because if you can acknowledge something as a failure then you'll be a bigger person for it and you can then learn from it whereas if you are in denial about something or you just don't acknowledge it as a failure then you can't then work on that because you're acting like it's non-existent if that makes sense so for example if you get bad feedback on something obviously acknowledge it and sort of assess it and work out whether it was genuine bad feedback or whether it might just be a personal indifference um, by the person so for example if someone didn't like a cake um, that might be their personal preference they might have not liked the flavor but they also might be right and there might be something wrong with it so you want to assess that work out whether it was a genuine review and there was something wrong with it and then maybe change the recipe or um, work on it. It might be that it's a good recipe, but it was overcooked or overmixed. If you're into baking, you'll know what I'm on about. But it isn't necessarily that, say, the recipe was wrong. It might just be the technique. So this works with any business. Your method of doing something might be what was wrong or the initial product might have been wrong. So you want to assess that and work out because some feedback can be constructive and some cannot, and you need to be able to tell the difference. Um, and then if you acknowledge that thing that was wrong, then you can work on it and it will be more successful in the long run because you've built on your business and you've accepted criticism and feedback and you've made a better product in the end. Um, and if you are working towards being a more consistent person, then every day that you're working, it will be bigger and better decisions and you'll be putting more positive effects into your business if you're consistent um if you're unorganized and not consistent with your routine then you will find that things will go wrong or um you won't have the motivation in the business so i find that personally if i have a routine and i'm consistent with that then i'm in a lot better position as to whether i'm rushed and not organized i i personally as a person i like to have my whole life organized and that isn't that i have a schedule for every day you know by the hour but just life in general i like to be organized it can be things as little as having a list for each day i don't have to complete the list 
if I miss something off that day, that's okay. But it just gives me a guide to work towards that day, which I find is very healthy. Um, Some people don't like doing that. It just depends on the person. So in regards to business mindset, I want to talk about this because these are things that I resonate with a lot. And we have spoken a little bit about them so far. um, But they're just kind of bullet points that I have that I want to talk about. So we'll work through those. And it's basically the business mindset behind the workload. um, Things that can come hand in hand with starting a business and things that people don't necessarily um, put together with starting a business. So someone might think it's a really glamorous situation and sometimes it's not. Um, So these are just some mindsets and things to consider when you're starting a business. So the first one is, these are things that I think people also need to be. Um, There's certain characteristics, I'll sort of point them out when we get to them so the first one this is a characteristic which I think is very important and that is being hard working like I say earlier if you don't have the work ethic to do something and to have it grow then you won't want to put the time in that it takes to build a business which is usually a lot of time there are some businesses where they launch and they go viral and they were this great business idea that has been picked up and never done before And they didn't need a lot of hard work in the beginning or a lot of advertisement and um, sort of like work put into them. They are obviously a business that will require a lot of work when they get big. But there are some businesses that require a lot of work in order to become noticed and to be successful and make a profit and have people, depending on what it is, purchasing their products or their services or their business. So it depends on the situation, but you have to be aware that not every business is just going to blow up straight away. A lot of them take a lot of work and that is something that you have to be prepared to do. This is something that we spoke about already, but coping mechanisms. Um, a lot of people, I think, I think it's more common in this generation, um, the generation that I'm in, because I'm 21 turning 22 this year. And I find that work is commonly a coping mechanism for stress and anxiety. Um, I think a lot more since COVID starts, because a lot of people have been having worse anxiety from being stuck inside um a lot of people have been channeling that into new businesses there's been a lot of small businesses that have started because of covid and that's largely because people are using it as a coping mechanism like i say this this can be healthy for that particular person like i say for me i think that it's healthy it's something that i can channel my stress and anxiety into that is a positive thing um because i reap the rewards of that i you know it grows my business But at the same time, you want to make sure that you're still sort of okay as a person and that you're not putting more stress on yourself by starting a business. Um, So you want to make sure that you're sort of there enough, I guess. I don't know what the term is, but it's good to put your time and effort into something and make it a positive, um, sort of make a positive out of a negative or stressful situation. But you also want to make sure that you're not channeling energy into something and not um sort of resolving the issue that so like i was saying it can be hard to differentiate those situations um as to whether your job is stressing you out and you should leave um or whether it can be put into a positive um and sort of used 
to better your business um but you just have to be able to sort of acknowledge that yourself it's quite confusing to explain so i'm hoping that that was understandable um but like i say i was in a stressful and anxious situation last year and i left the job and i was a lot more relieved and now the stress and anxiety that I use work as a coping mechanism for is not work related so that's sort of more what I'm getting at if your stress and anxiety stems from your work then it's not healthy but if you're using stress and anxiety that you get from other sources whether that's like social anxiety or um, you know anxiety from other situations then you can put that into work because work is not what's stressing you out um so yeah you want to make sure that work isn't the thing that is it's not the source of it that being said there is a healthy amount of stress that you can get from a job um but when it gets to the point where it's not manageable then it's obviously not healthy um but most jobs they'll stress you out at times but they shouldn't stress you out all the time you know, things like launching a new product for your business, that might be stressful, but it's only temporary. Whereas if it is a continuous stress, then that might be something that's unhealthy. Um, a trait that I have is that I like to be busy. Um, I think it's a good trait to have for having a business because it means that you're not going to... I mean, I can procrastinate, I can definitely procrastinate, but if you like to be busy, then you're more likely to be completing tasks that you need to be doing and getting your work done because you don't want to just be sat there doing nothing or being unproductive. Um, so when I say I like to be busy, I like to be busy being productive. Um, I don't want to be fake busy where you're procrastinating and you don't actually get anything done. Um, and I think this is a key one is ambition. If you don't have ambition to be great then what are you striving for um you won't necessarily know where you want to be you won't have that drive to get to that point whereas if you're if you have this big dream for your life and you know where you want to be and you know what you want to achieve then you're constantly going to be trying to meet that goal so then it gives you something to strive towards um another thing that I always go on about is loving what you do so important to me um some people like I say all the time can be in a job for convenience that they don't necessarily like for years and years but I am one of those people where I got to 19 and I didn't like my job and I thought why not change it I can I'm young I don't have any kids you know I'm not that's not to say that if you have kids that you can't but I was in the position where I had no dependence whatsoever um and I was thinking well you know, if people can change job in the middle of their life, then why can't I change it when I'm only three years in to my working life? Like, I've got 50 years to go before I can retire and I'm not happy already. So I decided to change it and I am way happier for it. And I've got a lot more ambition now and I'm constantly striving for new things. Whereas in those jobs, I felt like my ambition was stumped because I was in an unenjoyable position so you might find that because you've been stuck in the same job for a while that you're not excited about work or life in general whereas as soon as you think about starting a new business or 
the new opportunities that you could try and get to, you might say to yourself, oh my god, I've got so much more passion, I'm excited about this, I'm doing research, I'm thinking about new ideas, and you realise how enjoyable something can be when you're passionate about it. Another thing that I would say to avoid, or to sort of, um, you have to be able to keep it under wraps, is maybe the term, or like, um, I don't know what the word is, but like maintain it, is to want to try everything. It's something that I definitely get um, and you want to be able to manage it because it can sometimes be not productive and not sustainable. Um, If you want to try everything, say in terms of like a baking business, if you want to have everything on the menu, you can't necessarily maintain that. It's going to take a lot of your time and it doesn't necessarily utilise resources because you're constantly doing a thousand different things at once. Whereas if you have a set menu of things that you can recreate easily and that are um, time and money effective, then it will be more successful. So you want to make sure that when you're trying everything, one, you're not spreading yourself thin because typically that's what happens and then the quality will go down. And this goes for services, other business types. Usually when you're spreading yourself thin, the quality goes down. That's the way it works. So you just want to make sure that if you want to try everything, be patient with it. I still want to try everything. I've got a thousand different ideas, but I make sure that I've got the time to be trying those ideas out and to be doing new things. And like, say for example, this week, I've got a few days that I'm not doing anything. So I'm using that time to try new recipes because I want to add a new selection box to my website. But I'm not going to bring out five new different products at the same time because I know that that would be spreading myself thin and it'd be stressful whereas I'm going to bring out one good product this week hopefully if everything goes to plan and that'll be one product which is good rather than five new products which I've rushed and the recipes might be perfected and it's just not going to be as successful as something that you've put more time into and more sort of effort and not spread yourself thin over The next thing is to commit to one thing. I personally like to finish something when I've started it, which I think is a good trait. um, Because like I say, if you want to try everything and you try a lot of things but don't finish them, then you've got a lot of sort of opened projects, but they're not finished. So you want to be able to prioritise things that are... um, that you can capitalise off, things that are going to be successful. Make sure you finish those before you necessarily start something else. Um, The next thing is to be able to get over things. This works with feedback, it works with um, bad reviews, anything like that. And it's to be able to acknowledge when something doesn't work and either move on or try again. Say, for example, I try a recipe and it goes wrong. I either move on and try a different recipe or I try it again but maybe with a different method or take something out, change the time that it cooks for. There will be something that I can amend to make it better, but you either need to be able to move on or try it again if it's not successful, because if you dwell on things, then it's a lot of time wasting. So yeah, you want to be able to move on, try again. If it doesn't work, be able to brush it off and get over it don't sort of hold on to grudges this works with life in general as well like I really try to be a positive person as much as possible and 
whenever I'm feeling a bit like rubbish and sorry for myself, I always try and snap myself out of it because it's just it's just not worth wasting the time. Um, and if you dwell on things, then you'll one put yourself in a worse mood, and two, it's just a waste of valuable time. Which I think there's just not enough hours in the day. Um, so I don't like to spend time thinking about things that went wrong I like to just get over them and move on to the next thing and make a positive out of a situation um so the next thing is in terms of your timings of things so like deadlines and this is that not all decisions or deadlines are smart um you know sometimes you'll set yourself a deadline and it's just not achievable so that isn't a smart deadline and also it's not a smart decision to think that you can meet that deadline so you want to make sure that when you're making decisions and setting yourself goals they're achievable because it's better to hit a goal sooner than you expected rather than be late for something so this goes for if you think to yourself right I'm set myself these goals for this month say for me I'd say oh I want this many subscribers I want to hit this many followers I want this many orders if I aim too high then you're more likely to be disappointed um, whereas if you are optimistic and you think positively, but you also don't overestimate yourself, then you might be finding that you're more successful and you're more likely to hit those goals. So there is all well and good having long term goals and aspirations for big things. But you also want to make sure that they are relatively achievable. Otherwise, if you're not the type of person to be able to move on from something, you might just dwell on those failures and think to yourself, well, I haven't hit those targets, I might as well give up, when that is definitely not what you want to do. So you want to make sure things are achievable for you. Um, and you also don't want to do this. So to be doing things to feel validated by others, um, You like I say, you want to do things for yourself and anything that you do you want to make sure that it doesn't require validation from someone else because as soon as you don't get that then like I say you'll feel upset or um, invalidated where you feel like it might have been a failure even though it's not um, so any like business decision or just life decision in general I think you want to be doing it for yourself um, and not seeking validation from anyone else um, we spoke about spreading yourself thin which can be dangerous in terms of the quality of your work. And I would say hustle culture is something that I wanted to talk about. So hustle culture is more of a generational thing, I think, for the current generation. Um, You know, like anyone that's from the ages of 18 to 25 currently, I would say is hustle culture. And that is that you want to do lots of things well. Um, And you a hustle is you know, being successful and hustling is like starting a business, um, working towards something and being successful and maybe doing a lot of things. And it's typically known as like where a lot of people will say, you know, I'm hustling because I've got my finger in lots of pies, you know, where you can do all these things at once, but you want to make sure that one, you're doing them well. Um, and that also, you, like I say, have the capability to do all those things without spreading yourself thin. But I think hustle culture is also, it can be a good thing because I think some people in the older generations might look at it and go, you know, that isn't going to be successful. Whereas in our generation, people might say, you know what, I want to have big dreams to do big things and not do the typical type of job. 
and they'll try something that is not a traditional job um and it could be something that's successful and it's also just different whereas people in older generations might think you know I want an office job or something that is considered to be a normal job um and that is definitely something that I wanted to get away from um I didn't want to be in a normal job because it's typically associated with not enjoying your job because most people that are in office jobs or in what people might call mundane jobs um typically they don't enjoy it so yeah I think hustle culture can be it can be good because it can make you have big aspirations and big dreams which you'll meet but it can also mean that you sometimes spread yourself thin so just make sure that you're aware of that um mental health when it comes to business mindset this can go for what I was mentioning earlier about stress and anxiety but just make sure that you're able to cope with it and that you're not um suppressing feelings that need to be necessarily like dealt with um but yeah just make sure that you can find enjoyment in your job and then hopefully your mental health won't be affected um but also in your personal life you can find outlets for mental health whether it's exercise whether it's seeing friends family um you know some people have other hobbies like gaming and crafts and anything like that and that can be an outlet for their mental health so yeah I would say you can never have too many hobbies and this makes me sound really old because bearing in mind I'm 21 but I have so many hobbies and that's because I like to be busy like I say and if I'm not doing one thing then I'm doing another like I literally do every hobby under the sun and it just means that if I ever feel the need to put my energy into something, my you know have an outlet for something, then I've got plenty of options. No matter how I'm feeling, I can choose one. So I think it's so important to have hobbies which aren't work because it's another outlet for you. It's something that you can do that isn't work. Because sometimes, even though it's nice to have work as a coping mechanism for some people it's definitely good to have other coping mechanisms that aren't work related. So that's the last thing on that. Um, Yeah, I think that's everything on business mindset. But yeah, if you're ever having any issues with any of these things that I've spoken about today, please let me know in the comments down below. Um, And if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on the podcast then feel free to message me on instagram it's at sweet things by amy if you want to talk about anything that we've spoken about today um it was quite a heavy topic i think because there was there's a lot of you know dealing with uncertainty and making harsh decisions but um it all relates to quitting your job and just making life decisions in general um and I think it was something that was important to talk about and I felt like it led on from last week's episode where we were talking about how I got into this job and how I quit my job at 21 um and yes started a business so yeah I'm hoping this was helpful for you guys um if you did resonate with anything let me know and like I say if you want to talk about anything whether it's mental health whether it's quitting your job whether it's you know your business aspirations no matter what business module you're looking at it doesn't have to be baking then let me know because I would love to hear about it and if you need any advice then comment your down your dilemmas down below um on the youtube video and then if you want to submit them anonymously then just message me and say 
I want to submit this for the podcast and I'll know what you're on about. So yeah, like I say, I hope this was helpful and I will speak to you in our next week's episode. So this will be up on Sunday and next week's episode will be up in a week's time. So I hope you enjoyed guys and I will speak to you in next week's episode. Bye.